Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza! Yakuza! Yakuza Kick Radio! 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 This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us. Jesus! God and baby. Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah! Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirit of Dragon in the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on this cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you certainly now look at that guy, you homie. Fuck that. Black dude. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, J. Cat Morris. It is uh, fucking June 18th. It's a uh, Tuesday. Um, so, yeah, I got some shit to get into. Uh, it's been a minute. Uh, I put off doing the show quite a bit. That's, uh, you know, partially kind of just how I do. Um, another thing that came into play is my homie Leo over here. Big white guy. Um this fucking guy chewed through my fucking mic wire uh, between last week and this week. So uh, I tried to shut down the studio. It is what it is. I don't need motivation to not do this fucking show, man, because it comes real easy to me. Um, and then, you know, I've said it a lot of times. I just get annoyed with this shit. Sometimes it's just like a fucking podcast. I'm not about this shit. Um, other days I get like really riled up and I want to say some shit. But, um, but yeah, um, um, so yeah, what the fuck happened? Um, so I did a race, uh, now almost two weeks ago, cause coming up this, this Saturday, I got another race. So I did, um, 
I did fucking Bone Frog Tier One. And um this shit here. This shit here. Oh, and I don't you know, I don't know if anybody realizes like when I start this Facebook Live thing, I know it's fucking awkward as hell because like I start the show and my intro's playing on a thing over there, but I can't you know, I can't play my intro through the Facebook Live. So I just fucking stand there looking awkwardly at the fucking camera, nodding and <laughs> giving a thumbs up and a one minute sign. But I'm not just like waiting on, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's fucking awkward. I know, but, um, that's, that's the whole reason. So I did the, uh, bone frog tier one. Uh, I came in third in my age group and 16th overall, which I was really fucking happy with. Um, I, I don't think I've ever placed that high on like the overall scale going on eric um so again very happy with that and uh i crushed all the fucking obstacles um i I didn't have any difficulty with any obstacle which i was really happy with because you know it, it depends some days you go out and your grip just isn't right or you know whatever the case is uh what's going on captain dave um so you know it it uh it really depends you know going out and, uh, you know, seeing what's going on as far as your grip, as far as your strength overall, I, this was my first test at actually seeing where my strength and all that shit was at. Cause I know in the gym, it's great, but, uh, now I'm not going to TOD. I'm not going to any wrestling show ever. So, um, Matt and the, uh, thing is asking me if I got now nah, fuck a wrestling. Um, never, um, I'm all set. Um, so yeah, uh, I did really well with that. Crush the obstacles. I got savage race on Saturday. Uh, so I put in my second gym training day of the week today, shutting it down from here on out, resting and just coming in that motherfucker like a savage in it's in all Brightsville, Pennsylvania, which is like two and a half hours away from here. And, uh, I have no knowledge of all Brightsville, Pennsylvania, but I, um, I've always wanted to do Savage Race. They have some really innovative obstacles. And, um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was, um, it, it's something I'm really looking forward to. Uh, they, they have a lot of dope obstacles. You'll see all my pictures and shit from it, you know, this coming weekend. Um, wanted to touch on last week's um, Facebook Live podcast deal. Because, look, I'm not that fucking tech savvy. Um so where I fucked up last week, right, is um, before the show started, Kid Osborne hit me up, said, uh, oh, yo, tag me. Like, I was just advertising, like, yo, I'm going on live or whatever. And Kid Osborne said, hey, tag me in it. And I said, yeah, you know, I'm not having any guests this week or anything like that. But, uh, you know, if you mean just, like, to listen and whatever, he's like, yeah, that's what I meant, tag me. So, so I fucking tag him, right? Well, I didn't realize the way it was going to go down until after the fact. But it goes down with, like, my live fucking thing comes across, like, J-Cat with Kid Osborne. Well, that was never my intention. I wasn't, like, trying to be like, oh, shit, I got Kid on the show. Like, nothing against Kid. I like Kid. But um, I surely wasn't trying to ride his coattail. I don't think Kid has coattails. So um, I wasn't on some shit like that. And then what it happens is going forward from there, like, my live video goes out and now I got motherfuckers who are on his page, these little dirty motherfuckers he's friends with commenting on my shit. Like who the fuck is this guy? 
It's like, first off, I'm doing my motherfucking show. This is my fucking show, you know what I mean, on my fucking page. And the only reason people are like, what the fuck is this? Is because I tagged fucking Kitten it. So I'm not doing that shit anymore. Everybody on my Facebook gets a fucking notification. You're going live and shit. I get them all the fucking time. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck if they're going live. I'm just like, I'm thinking like, you know, someone's hitting me up and I get a little notification. It's like, oh, such and such is going live. I'm like, who gives a fuck? And then I move on with my day. But I know it's easy enough to, to know when someone's going live. You really don't need to be tagged in it. So I'm just not going to do that again. So uh, what came off of that was... um. Joey Janela's little um, gay friend, um, Gia Carlo, whatever the fuck, the little artsy uh, fruit, he, um, he fucking commented on my shit like, what the fuck is this? So, like, block, fucking move on. Yeah, I mean, just block that dude, move on. It's just like, I- I'm not trying to deal with these little random ass clowns. And, and, and again, this is what... This is what, like, the other tags do. This is what being parts of groups do. I fucking hate groups. hate the motherfuckers. Because it's just, it's a whole group of motherfuckers who you would normally never associate with. And then everybody on the internet gets super fucking brave and they start popping shit. I'm not up for it, man. Most of these motherfuckers couldn't, uh, couldn't hold a candle to what I put out physically at 41 years old. You're not in my fucking shape. You're not in my league. You're just on the internet popping crazy shit. And it's just, shut the fuck up. Yeah, you know I mean? Just shut the fuck up. Because I back my shit up. I stand behind my fucking name. I'm right there. You see my picture. You see my name. I'm not a fucking emoji. I'm not a fucking, uh, you know, some crazy silly name. Um, so uh, let me just, I guess I go off of that same type of shit. So MLJ uh, posted something on Twitter, which was wild. I, I should have screenshotted so I could read it, you know. Uh, exact, but I don't really care to exact quote him anyway. Um, he posted some shit like, how do we call this the professional wrestling business when there's so many people who can't wrestle and are unprofessional and this and that? So I responded like, this from a guy who's done commentary and ring announcing completely shit-faced. Like, on some real shit. Like, where the fuck do these people get the audacity now to go online and just talk any kind of random shit that contradicts their life. Like, this shit doesn't even... That's... You don't live like that. What the fuck? You gotta have some level of professionalism to start uh, calling other people's professionalism into question. Like, what kind of shit is that? So I'm like, yo, you, you've been on some, like, drunk as a motherfucker shit. Like, doing your job, like, as a as a commentator, as a fucking... A ring announcer, and you, you're really gonna go on Twitter like questioning people's professionalism. So I'm on some get the fuck out of here shit, right? So he doesn't respond to me. Dad jokes Nick Gage. This is the name of the motherfucker. Dad jokes Nick Gage. Responds, and this motherfucking clown. It could be fucking Emil J for all I know, because again, this is just one of these pussy motherfuckers behind an emoji, an anonymous fucking thing. And, and want to pop off and say some shit that he won't say to my fucking face. You know what I mean? Again, I'm not the baddest motherfucker in the world, but it seems weird that every time someone wants to come at me, they use an emoji or a fucking fake picture profile and shit like that. It's real weird to me. So I've never understood it. Because um, I, don't, I don't feel like I should strike fear in the hearts of people. I, 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 don't, I don't carry myself that way. You know what I mean? I respect people who respect me and, and things of that nature. But, um, but again, like, ML didn't pop off of me. It was dad jokes Nick Gage. With the serious post, and he says some shit like, uh, uh, don't, 
what the fuck did he say? I, again, I should screen the shot, screenshot this shit. But uh, he said something like, uh, "Don't you have uh, something to go criticize or something, uh, a show to bash or something?" And they said, uh, "Why don't you go uh, extort money for uh, TOD for that scratch you got at TOD or, or some shit like that?" It's just like, again, like. Fucking anonymous bullshit profile shit. I had a fucking giant fucking gouge on my arm. I just saw it on the fucking, um, you know, Facebook memory shit. It was like, I think two, three years ago. Um, I don't know, but it, it came up on my shit and you could see like the baseball stitch scar going across animals fucking face. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to hear about a scratch first off. Second off, as far as extorting anything, like there was no profit in the situation. DJ paid for my fucking hospital bills, which was almost 800 fucking dollars. So is what it is. But when you don't hire security and you don't put people in place to make sure that the fans stay safe, then you do fucking pay out what the fuck, what it costs. And it's as simple as that. There's no, there's no wrongdoing on my part. I don't give a fuck what you say. And I dare one of you motherfuckers who pop shit. Again, I'm talking to an anonymous profile, so let's get it fucking right. But um, I dare one of these motherfuckers who talk all this wild shit about a scratch, this and that, to take the same fucking cut and laugh it off. Just laugh it off because you guys are bad motherfuckers online. Not built like it, but you, you seemingly are bad, bad motherfuckers. Um, speaking of bad, bad. Um, so Joey Janela. Um, I've been thinking about this this roof bump thing, right? Because people were posting the, the roof bump memory and shit like that. And I had posted something like, well, the downward spiral began here. And a lot of people were like, oh, you're fucking trolling. You got to be out of your fucking mind. His, his career blew up from here and this and that. I mean, in, in a lot of aspects, yes. He got a shitload of attention from it. Um, you know, the Joey Janela spring break shit started happening. I mean, his name value has gone through the roof since. But if you look at Joey Janela as a, as a person, um, I mean, he had he was quitting smoking prior to that bump. He went right back to smoking and blamed it on the bump. Like he was he was openly telling people on podcasts, like yeah, like ever since the fucking thumb injury and shit, like I stopped working out and I started drinking more. And I mean, this this went on a good year afterwards that he was still saying that like. Yeah, ever since the injury and da, da 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 So he was really leaning on that shit. So that's why I say that was the beginning of the downfall. And I, I, 100%, that was the stupidest fucking bump on all levels. Every fucking buddy involved, it was stupid as fuck. The only one that actually helped was GCW because they're not an actual person. Uh, it, it got a lot of attention for the company. But fucking John Zandig was trying to return. He wanted to go back to Japan. He wanted to do so much fucking shit, man. I was on the phone with him before he came back, and he was kicking around ideas and different things he wanted to do and this and that. Um, you know, he wanted to become part of CCW again, which, again, like, after the fucking he broke his back coming off the roof, he just, like, no-sold, no-showed them, which obviously isn't the greatest way to handle it, but that's that's what he did. Um, he no-sold, no-showed fucking GCW, was fucking out of the game, and that was it. That was that was it. A couple of little appearances, but that was the last you saw John Zandig. And that was it. That it was, you know, if, if you gave me the option, like, Hey man, would you like to see John Zandig come back? Absolutely. Fuck. Yeah. I did the John Zandig guy shirts before he even had to come back because that, that was the fucking thing that got me into CZW and, 
and, and the way um you know the company was run and everything else uh was was through John Zandig's eyes. Um let me just fucking just remind myself roof bump because I want to go off on a little side tangent real quick. CCW was really built on the the image of John Zandig being a badass. We had talked about this the other day. Um, uh, I was talking to, I think I was talking to Paul. And uh, by the way, uh, rest in peace to Paul's dad. Uh, he's a good friend of mine, and uh, he lost his father the other day. So uh, you know, my condolences. But um, I was talking to Paul, and I, I was thinking about a lot of things about the way CCW's gone and everything else. A lot of it trails back to the fact that John Zandig, you know, he was a bad motherfucker. Now, a lot of John Zandig might have fell into the category of older guy who doesn't really know what the kids are talking about. Maybe he doesn't know what the fucking latest songs on the radio are about. He doesn't give a fuck about it. Not up with any trends. He's not about that shit. So maybe he fits in awkwardly in some situations, but it doesn't matter because at the root of it, he's a bad motherfucker. And you're like, yeah, yeah. John doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about, but yeah, John will fucking knock us out so you better, you know, keep it close to the vest on like how, how crazy you get a, you know, coming at him about it. Yeah. I mean, like he, he had that badass at the core of what John Zandig was. He was that when you get into DJ, DJ's not cool in any stretch of the imagination. DJ might be a pretty big dude, but nobody looks at DJ like that's a badass. Like nobody, everyone looks at DJ as a joke. So, DJ is the guy who tries to fit in by saying the shit that the kids are saying. Like he hears a couple cool words and like, isn't that funky fresh kids? Like that's DJ. DJ is that awkward motherfucker who tries to fit in and fucking just learn some shit that he kind of overheard and just try to like fit into a conversation. We're like, where the fuck did this guy come from? That's DJ Hyde. So the badass image that CZW was run through as opposed to what's going on, Shaheen. Uh, as opposed to what it is now, it's that's that's the difference across the fucking board. DJ's the not cool guy who's trying to fit in via CZW, via the letters, via all of that. As opposed to John Zandig, who's just a bad motherfucker running a company the way he wanted to and had enough people look at what he's doing and go, that's a bad motherfucker. I want to get behind what he's doing because I could fucking believe in his shit. For DJ, it's like... You walk in, you kind of look at him like, so what are we doing today? And maybe he says a couple of things you like hearing and shit, and it's like, all right, yeah, we'll try to make that work and this and that, but it's just like, what what DJ say? You know, it's just, it, it's just not the, it's just not the guy that you're going to for fucking cool, fresh ideas or uh, any kind of badass image, which is what CZW is built on. So like a badass image trying to be carried by a dude who's just not cool. He's just not cool at all. Like nothing about DJ says cool. That's why I use his face as a birthday meme for everybody. Cause he's just a running joke. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's a complete running joke. Now back to the roof bump. So then they come off the roof. Zandig's over. That's it. Fucking breaks him into fucking pieces. He's fucking done. And uh, you know what, what can you blame him for at that point? He went too fucking fast. He jumped all the way to the, the finale spot. Yeah, that same spot took Nick Mondo out of the fucking business. You can say, oh, yeah, the Nick Mondo spot, the Nick Mondo spot. Yeah, the spot that he walked the fuck away from wrestling immediately after. Why would you want to replicate that? Why would you want to replicate something that one of the most revered deathmatch wrestlers ever put a fucking exclamation point on his career with? You think you could just do that shit in the middle of your run and just keep it moving? 
Clearly not. Clearly not. That took John Zandig right out, back off the fucking off the table. Disappeared. Barely even hear from him. He's been off the internet for a minute. Now they just tag his name on the, the tournament of survival. John Zandig tournament of survival. But he's gone. He's gone. They, you'll probably never see John Zandig in a ring again. Because what's he going to take? Fucking three years, four years rehabbing a back injury and come back at what? 55, 58 years old and, and start deathmatch wrestling again? It's fucking over. And it's all because of that roof bump. He could have done a bunch of fucking deathmatches or that roof bump. So that's what we got. Everybody enjoyed it and everything, but at what cost? So again, going forward, Janela. Janela went back to smoking, uh, stopped going to the gym, upped his drinking, and really took on this shithole fucking dirtbag image. And he embraced it. He 100% embraced it, and that's where Janela is now. Um, When I first saw Joey Janela, and I was a big, big fan of him, he had, like, the pretty boy, like, pretty boy, like, oh, fucking take your girl, I'm a bad boy. Like, that's the type of gimmick he had. Not like I'm a piece of shit, I've been drinking all night, and I just fucking woke up 10 minutes before the match, and I'm fucking hungover, and I might throw up, and do you have any fucking coke, and fucking, uh, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's not the bad boy image that, that that fucking gimmick was built on. And he'll probably tell you different, and, you know, again... To try to argue with the guy who created the thing is ridiculous. So that's not something I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go back and forth with. But I know I know what the perceived image was by the fans. What we were given before was that guy, that that fucking that like bratty fucking kid image that wasn't gonna be fucking held back and just you know somewhat of a loose cannon, but not like fucking train wreck shitbag. And now he's like fucking proud train wreck shitbag and i'm telling you like the fucking the window is closing for anyone who doesn't see this shit you're fucking crazy he looks like trash they used him for three seconds in the fucking um the battle royal thing they had him come out smoke a cigarette that's like his spot is smoking a cigarette getting the shit stapled to his fucking head taking a fucking bump on his head see you later no more you for this weekend janella that's it that's fucking it um so then, uh, going forward from there too, um, you know, it's funny, um, that dude, uh, Kip, what the fuck's his name? Kip Stevens, Kip something. Well, um, when Penelope and Joey broke up, look, I'm not, you know, I have nothing to do with their personal business. I have no idea what actually happened in their relationship, but I was calling it months before, like, she's going to get tired of this. This fucking guy is just turning into like a train wreck. Like, he's not a dude that he wouldn't, he would even show up at the gym. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. Like, he, she's a gymnast. I mean, she seems to be still in really good shape. She's young. She's just going to attach herself to this guy who, who's acting like a, a fucking roadie or something. Like, he, he's just drinking himself into oblivion, smoking cigarettes, and just embracing that just scumbag fucking personality and living with it. So I, to me, the writing was on the wall. I, I would have bet fucking money on it. Again, I, I don't have anything to do with the, the NFL or the NBA or anything like that, but I'll bet on that shit too. So it's, um, you know, that's, that's just my outsider's opinion. But I would have put a bet on them, them breaking up because of what I was seeing, the way he was carrying himself, the way she was carrying herself. You know, what's going on up here? Um, so I could see it a mile away that like, that shit was going to come to an end. 
Um, <laughs> what's funny is this Kip dude put out a fucking t-shirt in, I think, January or February. Some shit like that. I, I forget the date. But it said, uh, you know, Kip Stevens. I think that's his name, Kip Stevens. So Kip Stevens, <laughs> your girlfriend's favorite wrestler. And I just fucking almost died laughing because, like, now, exactly, like, it's a, it's a dude, you can see his fucking, him, him in the gym with Penelope, fucking, they're together doing all this other fucking semi-athletic shit. Yeah, I mean, seems like fucking writing was on the wall for that. Yeah, um, so, I mean, don't be surprised, there's a lot of these motherfuckers, sharks are in the water, shit's still going on, That's, that guy signed with AEW, too. So if the Joey and Penelope thing sounded real attractive and now kind of gels a little better for maybe the Kip and Penelope thing and that starts happening, well, guess what? Yeah. What's going on, Phil? Uh, so so guess what? I mean, that, that's an easily taken spot. I think Jungle Boy fills a lot of the old Janela role. I think um, this this Kip dude fills a lot of space that Janela used to be in. Um, that You know, there, there's a lot, but I mean, again, people are just going to go, oh, you know, what are you talking about? This has to be trolling. What do you mean? Is What's going on, Nicole? Um, yeah, is his career's on a rise and this and that. You guys are out of your fucking mind. Do you think he's just going to keep paying, getting paid six figures? Cause he was, he's, and he's also the only one talking shit online, picking fights with fans on AEW contract. He's the only fucking one online popping shit. I make six figures, this and that. Point out the other wrestlers who are talking shit about how much they're making with AEW. So, again, to me, the writing's on the wall. So, um, again, maybe I'm just a hater, you know? Maybe. Probably not, but, pro- you know, I mean. So then the Joey Janela promo, he cuts on Mox. Garbage. Um, I've, I've seen a couple of people that liked it, and I've seen a couple of people that hate it. I'm in the, I'm in the hate category. Uh, they did a whole gimmick in a in a funeral home, and uh, he just he's like over the top enunciating and shit as if um as if he's like auditioning to, for the Joker and shit. You know what I mean? Like every every sentence has got like so much more like enunciating on it, and it's just like the sentences don't sound like a person talking, like speaking their actual like minor thoughts or feelings on actual things it just sounds like an over-the-top super gimmicked promo and like part of his promo is saying like yeah while you were in there doing scripted promos for the wwe i was doing my thing packing buildings at joey joe's spring break and then like he was making fucking millions of dollars and you would have been in there right reading scripted promos too if they signed your little stupid ass like, let's not pretend like that was a choice. Like, they floated you a big-ass contract, and you're like, nah, I'm good. Doing my thing on the indies is all about it's all about my passion, my pride. Get the fuck out of here. Like, your whole stance is garbage. Your, your build is garbage. Your fucking, your over-the-top um, effect that you're putting on your voice is garbage. Like, you're trying too hard. To me, it's, it's all just so blatant that his shit is not going well. It's not going well. I've heard a lot of people say that, yo, Joey's not, he's not doing so good. But again, do, do your thing. Do your thing. Um, maybe I'm completely and totally wrong. And I guess we'll see, won't we? I'll just be doing my thing. Joey, just keep doing your thing. And we'll, we'll we can evaluate 
we could evaluate what's going on for each other. Um, so another great Joey Janela thing. Joey versus Key is fucking happening. I am getting this motherfucker live. Um, I'm 100% watching this shit. Loki is going to fuck him the fuck up. The only thing I need is for Joey to be Joey and Loki to be Loki. That's the only fucking thing I need. Like, you know, like sometimes you'll be like, oh man, I hope he brings his A game. I hope he brings this. I don't need anybody to bring shit. I just need Joey to be Joey, which is like shit talking jerk off. Like, I think I could get away with whatever I want. I'll be a big smart ass. Like he's, he's cutting these little silly Twitter promos. Like, uh, like, like he's going to put key in his place. He's like, yo, you could just kick my ass, right key. Like who the fuck told you he couldn't like, We've had, like, Sammy Callahan would go in there and try to, like, check Loki. Loki knocked him clean the fuck out. Sammy was a way harder-hitting dude than fucking Joey Janela. So, Joey could take a fucking beating. No question about it. But he's gonna. He's fucking gonna. And uh, y- you got my fucking attention. I'm all about it. And Loki's not the type of guy to let you talk like a bunch of shit, bury his name online on, on commentary on this, on that. And then just fucking have like a good fucking sporting contest with you. I just, I don't see that happen. He's going to fuck Joey up. So, um, uh, again, I am 100% sold and in on that. I'm all in. Um, so then the other thing they got too going for Joey is I guess at that fighter fest or whatever, they're doing uh Moxley versus Janela, but that's like, it's kind of like a B show for, um, AEW, and I mean, it's like a festival, and they'll pack that fucking festival, so I don't want to say, like, B-show, like, it's going to be a failure, or it's going to be lowly attended, they might completely pack it, but I mean, the way it's branded, it's not being branded as an AEW vehicle, you know what I mean, they're using the roster, they're using, like, their builds, they're using it as, like, almost like, you know, they used to have Raw, SmackDown, and it was all the same roster. That would be like the SmackDown card. And then, you know, come Monday, they would be a little bit more interactive and, like, straightforward with what they were doing. Or um, it would be, you know, the Sunday Night Heat, you know. You get the roster and this and that. But it's not quite, like, their main fucking show. And, again, Joey could fucking work. I don't doubt that him and Mox are going to tear it up. But if you think for one second they're going to make it some kind of even thing where he's the next in line after fucking – Moxley Omega, which I guess they booked for All Out. Is that what the fuck they're calling that now? Um, but he's not going to be, like, next in line for that. They already set up the other pieces. They had, you know, MJF and um, Jungle Boy and uh, the fucking uh, Jimmy Havoc. They were all, like, out there kind of contending with MJF, saying he deserved the fucking spot. And... um you have Omega and Mox, and on the other side of that, you got Jericho and uh, who's the fucking other guy? Um, fucking Page, Adam Page. So, you know what I mean? Like, those are, like, your main players for sure. At the very least, um, Mox, Omega, Jericho, Page. And if you want to, like, throw somebody else in there, it's more or less, I think, going to be like your um, – I mean, you got Cody in there, you know, you got those guys. And then obviously you got like an MJF who's stealing every fucking spotlight that he's given. So I I don't, I don't think the dude has like an immediate push spot or any kind of like plan for him to be like a big, big picture guy. 
So, I, I mean, if I was him, well, I, there's a lot of shit I would change. But um, if I was him, yeah, I I can't even finish that sentence. Um, but I would pump my brakes on, on all that bullshit he's on because he, he's acting like he's got it made and fucking future is his and AEW and I'm on board and six figures and watch me and go fuck yourself. And, bro, I, I don't know if you got it like that. I really don't. My personal opinion, they're using his name recognition because Joey Janela's spring break shit is so big. They were selling out a thousand seats here, a thousand seats there, just based off of Joey Janela's spring break. They fucking stole the whole clusterfuck thing to do that that battle royal at the beginning of the thing. So having Joey on the fucking team is like a handshake deal. Like, don't worry about it. We'll steal all GCW's ideas. They're selling out buildings. We'll take everything we like from there. But Joey's with us, so it's not like we, we're we not, like, shitting on you guys. Like, Joey's right here. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's fucking crazy. Um, So there's that shit. And AEW's on some real goofball shit, too. For a company that's like, we don't do scripted. Uh, we're our sports. We're, like, real sports, and we're taking it serious and this and that. I watched a minute of this, like, long-ass promo thing that they did. Not the whole thing. Like I skimmed through and they had Jungle Boy on the shoulders of the Luchasaurus guy and they were like shopping for cereal and dudes like picking shit off the top, the top shelf and shit. I mean, that's, it's weirdo shit, man. There's no, I mean, there's no getting around that they're doing the same cornball WWE shit. It's just a different program. You know what I mean? So they may involve more wrestling. They may allow more creative freedom for the wrestlers. But when the wrestlers have goofy, stupid-ass ideas, you're still getting goofy, stupid-ass ideas. So, um, you know, I think that's kind of going to come with the uh, the uh, territory. Okay. This guy got um, a drink knocked out of his hand by, I think the chick's name is uh, Taya Valkyrie. She, um, the, uh, I think her name's Taya Valkyrie. So the dude's talking shit. He's up there fucking giving her shit. He's fucking pointing. He's yelling this and that. And look, that's, that's fucking heat. That's what that is. You say what the fuck you want about whatever he's saying and, and all that crazy shit because it's 2019. There's some things you can't say. You should respect women wrestlers that are heels and what the fuck. So he's up there talking shit. And, um, I mean, again, like the type of shit that people would yell, there's some people who would only come to shows to heckle your Chad shafts, like those people, um, fucking like, oh, pastor Jim, those are like your CZW guys. Um, what the fuck is that other guy's name? Um, Fucking Chris Daniels called him penis head. So everybody called him fucking penis head after that. But he would go, he'd yell at punk. Like you'd see veins coming out of this motherfucker's head. As soon as punk's music hit, he wouldn't even be near the fucking curtain. And this dude was screaming like punk robbed his fucking house the night before. Like he'd lose his fucking shit. And like Daniels would like stop saying what he's saying and fucking, Hey, shut up penis head. You know, like he'd, he'd fuck with him. Ball dude. He sits in the front row, like all those fucking shows. I'm sure he still does. Um, so I, I don't remember the dude's name cause I never cared. Um, but like the, the heckling is part of fucking wrestling. Suddenly it's like, Oh no, 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 know your place as a fan and you can't do this and you can't do that. So, um, the, now there's like these, these lines that are drawn. Um, 
So the guy's yelling, he's yelling, he's yelling. The Taya Valkyrie chick knocks a fucking drink out of his hand, which is completely out of fucking line. As far as I'm concerned, the same way that these wrestlers are getting all fired up, I wish a fucking fan would touch me up, beat the shit out of him. Uh, like that, I don't, I don't, I don't think that just flies, you know. So, uh, I mean, I know, I know you say, okay, you jump the guardrail, all is fair, and this and that. Wait for a fan to catch like a major fucking injury, like a a fucking like a brain injury or some shit, because you stomped them because you think you're allowed to do that by law. There's no legal fucking realms that says like, if he fucking touches me, I could cripple him in the crowd, like. Like, I want one of these indie wrestlers to just spend life in prison so you can shut the fuck up and get back in your place. I understand. Look, fans shouldn't jump the fucking rail. Fans shouldn't be putting their hands on wrestlers. But wrestlers shouldn't have such, like, a hair trigger. Like, I can't wait to kill a fan if they touch me. Like, bro, like, I don't know what the fuck kind of, like, um, what's that fucking, like, the purge? I don't know what the fuck kind of the purge shit you, you think he stepped into because the fucking, you're a wrestler. But that's just not going to fly in the fucking court. Be like, yeah, judge, but, like, he touched me, and I don't have that shit. Like, okay. Like, fucking. Anyway, so we're going to go ahead and sentence you to uh, your public defender. Uh, he didn't even show up today. Uh, however, because you don't make any fucking money to have a lawyer because you're you're a weekend warrior fucking wrestler. So, uh, yeah, the public defender, uh, he, he went to the bathroom and never came back. And uh, apparently, yeah, we're just going to fucking land you this big sentence because, we don't even know what the fuck you're talking about as far as uh, it's okay to destroy people once they – what's not – no, that's not the way it works. So anyway, um, she knocks the fucking drink out of his hand, which again, like, I mean, any entertainment venue, like, he probably paid like fucking $12 for that fucking drink, and you think it's all right because you're, you're on the other side of the rail. Like, it's fucking crazy. It's bizarre. So – he spits on her. She walks away, which again is out of line. But now you broke the fucking seal. You're knocking fucking property out of his hands. You, you, you know, the wrestlers are wrestlers been spitting at fans for years. And then it becomes like, oh, don't put your fucking hands on a wrestler. They have the right to beat the shit out of you. And I, I don't think life works that way. I just don't like um, like Connor Claxton's on Facebook begging people to fucking I, I wish a fan would touch me. I've been waiting my whole career for it. Like, again, like. I mean, good luck with that court case, man. That shit is shit is crazy. And um, you just need one of these, like, little rich millennial jerk-off kids to overstep their fucking bounds, maybe drink a little too much when that fucking building is serving alcohol. And on top of that, the building will fucking over-serve you all day. All fucking day. Because I haven't seen people get flagged at a fucking wrestling show. I see people, like, dragging themselves out of the building and throwing up in the parking lot on a regular fucking basis. Like... It is not, like, a safe fucking, oh, we make sure you don't go overboard. Like, wrestling is, like, anarchy when it comes to, like, how fucked up these fans are. So let a fan get over-fucking-served, overstep his bounds a little bit, and get brutally fucking injured. And when he goes home to his fucking parents, who own a fucking law firm or some shit like that, good luck. I mean, again, I'm not saying the fans should touch fucking wrestlers, but that hair trigger shit's... I, I'm look, this is like part of what I've become a fan of now. Like I sit back and I go, okay, let's see how this plays out because I don't go fuck one way or another. I don't go fuck about the fan. I don't go fuck about the wrestler. Do y'all thing. I mean, you think it's okay to touch the wrestler? Hey, see how that works out. See wrestler thinks it's okay to cripple a fan. Fucking let's see how that works out. I don't give a fuck. So, um, so, but then like from that, um, the people like, 
a lot of wrestlers, especially women wrestlers, who were coming out in support of the Taya chick, like who knocked the the drink out of the dude's hand, is like uh, Jessica Havoc popped up on the on the Twitter and was like, "I would have throw punched that motherfucker." Again, like, yeah, like, crush a guy's windpipe. See how that works out? Like, I, I don't know where the fuck you think you are. It's just so fucking wild how these motherfuckers act. And, I, you know, so many things came together to make me never want to attend wrestling again. Because so many of the fans, the wrestlers, they just live absolute garbage life. They're just trash human beings. And then they think, like, they're above the law. They could do what the fuck they want. They're a victim in any situation they want to be a victim in, and then they're the baddest motherfucker on the planet for any any situation they want that to apply in. It's just fucking crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Um, but I don't respect it. I mean, why why should any like actual adult respect what the fuck they act like? It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, what else? Um, so. Um, let me see. What the fuck post was it on? It was on one of these fucking posts um, where they were talking about money. Oh, Mox, Mox with the fucking uh, charging for the, the autographs. Now, look, Mox went on the fucking interview and said it wasn't about money. His Nothing going forward is about money to him. Uh, he's charging like 50 bucks for like a picture autograph combo, some shit like that. From what I read. And some people are losing their shit about it. Oh, I thought it wasn't about money. I thought about it. That's not what the fuck that means. That doesn't mean he's not going to make money. He's not going to charge money. Um, the way I read that is. I get to do whatever I want with my career now. I don't have to go to the place that pays the most money. Because I'm good on that level. But like. That doesn't mean he's not going to charge what he's worth. Places. You know what I mean? There, There's. It, bullshit just indie wrestlers charging $35 for the fucking picture. I think Joey Ryan was charging 30 or $40 for people to hold on to his dick while they take a picture. So you think a guy comes fresh out of the WWE, he's the hottest name on the fucking indies right now, everybody's going crazy for it, the fucking world, the indie world went fucking nuts when he came out at AEW, they went nuts over the Jericho thing, and now you're thinking if he charges people 50 bucks for picture autograph thing, like that's completely out of line and, and he's some kind of asshole like I, again I, I don't understand where the mentality is I, I don't understand that um yeah like he, he's got money that doesn't mean like he's just gonna coast and fucking work for free everywhere he goes it means he could completely control everything he does if he wants to give fucking Ian a fucking one-off Ian doesn't have the money to pay whatever his booking fee is now so maybe he just fucking does E in a salad and shows up on one of his shows because he can. But that doesn't mean like when he's behind the autograph table, everything's free. I made enough money to this point. No, that's that's not what the fuck he said on the show. And that's definitely not what he meant. Come on, guys. Use your brain or, or like pull your entire family together. Have a family meeting and be like, I was thinking this dumb shit right here. What do you guys think? write it down, fucking come together. And then like, when you finish thinking about this shit, maybe you go like, Oh no, uncle Jim has a good idea. Yeah. No, I, I didn't even think about that Yeah, You know what? I'm just going to fucking tweet what uncle Jim said. Cause what I was thinking was fucking stupid. So I'm, we're, we'll just fucking pull together as a family and the smartest idea in the room. We'll just fucking tweet that out. You know what I mean? Like just let, let's do that. Let's just fucking, some of these wrestling fans just need to have one Twitter account per family like one per household and then 
pool together your ideas. That way, like, I could blame your whole fucking family when you put some stupid shit out online. And I'd be like, yeah, okay, fuck your whole family. I mean, I usually feel that way anyway. And um, maybe I'm wrong for doing so. But, um, yeah, and Pierre's got a good uh, point. There's a chance that it's partially the promoter trying to get the money back. You know, that 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 money's going to the promoter who's making a little back on the booking fee. I mean, again, like there's no thought process to what they're actually doing or, um, you know, what, what the reality behind that shit is. Um, Jordan grace is fucking ridiculous. I I just got to put this shit out here like this. This this is another one like social justice, fucking warrior, constant victim. Um, it's crazy, man. She's a talented female wrestler. Um, trains harder than half the fucking independent dudes out there. But understand that at least 75% of fucking female wrestling fans are fucking weirdo creep fucking pervs straight up. Don't think for a fucking second that an entire woman show would uh, draw any kind of attendance. If it wasn't for perverts that are just fucking weird and creepy. You're not selling your fucking gear, your used fucking sweaty gear to people because you had fucking, uh, you know, Eddie Guerrero level matches. Your matches are fucking passable. No one's like, oh my God, the historic match where fucking Jordan Grace wrestled uh, Marty Bell. Holy shit. I got to have that gear because everyone remembers that. Like if you walked in someone's house and they had that shit in a fucking frame, you were like, why do you have a bathing suit in a fucking frame? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Is that what, like, one of the Baywatch chicks? Or what is that? Oh, no. Do you, you know when Jordan Grace wrestled Marty Bell for a 40-minute draw? Who, who are those people? What What the fuck are you talking about? Like, I don't know. I don't know that. Like, are, are you wrestling? Like, I don't. How would I know that? Like, you're a, a part of a very small group of people who even know what the fuck that is. So, believe me, 90% of, like, the fucking socks that you're selling to dudes are disgusting, fucking filthy animal perverts. So, um, she she walks this line where she does, like, like fucking, like, crazy poses on fucking Instagram where her fucking ass is out. She's got a leg up on, like, a fucking chair and shit. Like, like, straight, like... The same poses, like, I follow, like, some porn star chicks on, on fucking Instagram, and I follow, like, some wrestler chicks on Instagram, and some of them do the same fucking poses. It's like, which business are they in? Oh, yeah, that's the wrestler chick. And it's just, you know, it is what it is. Now, um, creeps on all sides of things are going to wind up in your DMs. They just are. I mean, that's just part of the deal, I guess. She wrote, like, a book or some shit, like, exposing what the fuck comes into her DMs. So, again, like, you're baiting these motherfuckers in. And it's not like, oh, oh, you can't dress a certain way or uh, you're going to get that attention. No, but, like, come on, man. Like, ass out, fucking bending over, fucking leg up on the fucking chair, all of this other shit. And you're selling used fucking gear to fans. Like, let, let's not pretend like you're, that's not the business you're in. Doing customs. Like, get the fuck out of here. This shit is softcore porn to these motherfuckers. These motherfuckers into you head scissoring. Like, like like a head lock, like a head scissor lock. Like no dudes are into dudes doing that. People aren't popping for that shit 
when fucking AJ Styles does that to someone. It's a rest hold. So when they're bugging the fuck out because you did it, they're fucking weirdos. You're not amazing. You're just, you're not fucking amazing. So this is like the shit. And then I saw some shit she posted like, oh, my Patreon, this and that. You pay me for my Patreon and you get, um, you get uh, pictures, you get like 8x10s, monthly 8x10s, which again, if you need more than one 8x10 of a random women's wrestler, you're not a normal regular dude. Like you're not a fucking, you're not, not a perv. Like you're, you're definitely a fucking weirdo. Um, like, I understand you think she's going to be super famous, whatever, you're a big fan, you get an 8x10, get a sign, whatever the fuck, you get a picture, whatever, whatever, even if, like, you want to get multiple pictures with her while you're at shows. Like, that's that's passable. But to continuously buy 8x10s, like, what, do you got a folder of them, you got a whole wall, you got a shrine, like, what the fuck's going on? Do you have, like, a like a, a makeshift built Jordan Grace in your house, like, fucking built out of pillows and shit that you may or may not have had sex with? You know, like, what the fuck with an 8x10 on her face? Like, fucking, like, there's some weirdo shit going on. So, for this Patreon, you get 8x10s, like, every fucking month. You get, um, what the fuck else do you get? Some other stupid shit. And then you get, like, access to her Snapchat. So, people were like, so what? what's on the Snapchat? And she's like, you know, like, personal life stuff. Um, like, gym pictures. Um, uh, you know, backstage pictures. So basically just like any other person's fucking Snapchat, but they need to pay you to do that. Do you understand that there's porn chicks who are showing the inside of their asshole to people on Snapchat for money? Like this is where you get these creepy motherfuckers. And again, if you can make the money, you can make the money, but let's not pretend like you're not in that fucking business. This is what you're doing. Um, yeah, um, there was at least, da, 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 we ran out of, yeah, it, it's a different group of people, a completely different group of very weird fucking people. So it's weird when like, you're trying to like, kind of corral these animals and just be like, you sit obediently and I'll give you, I'll sell you for $200. I'll sell you my used fucking underwear. And um, just be polite. Don't say anything out of line. Don't pretend like you want to do anything to me. Just compliment my matches and keep it moving. Like, no, these people are fucking weirdos. These are not fucking straight up fucking normal wrestling fans. They're not into it for the fucking wrestling. If you never wrestled again and posed by your mailbox in your wrestling gear, they'd be the same level of fucking fan as they are if you worked a 50-minute fucking match with whoever the fuck. It's just it's just weirdo shit, and it's like it's annoying to continue to see this, like this victim mentality, like, can you believe the way these fucking people are talking to me? Yeah, I can. Yeah, I, I can. You're presenting yourself like one of these porn chicks. And you're not one of these porn chicks, but that's the same way that they sell their fucking private Snapchats and their, their fucking, uh, whatever the fuck live video fucking chat room shit. That's the same way they sell their shit. The way that you market your fucking wrestling thing. So to get the same eyeballs, to get the same weirdos, the same motherfuckers who are like 
posting comments and like fucking porn pages. Like they're on Pornhub. Like, oh, this was a subpar one. The last one I watched was way better. Like, no one wants to hear your fucking opinion. You're a weirdo. Like, what? Why are you fucking commenting on Pornhub? This is the same motherfuckers. Same exact motherfuckers. I I just like I can't take the constant surprise at the group that they're um at, at the group that they're uh they're getting. I don't know, it just said like connection something or other, so I don't know if I'm still on here. But um I think so. Still says live. Said I lost connection and I get I'm still good over there. I don't fucking know. So hopefully everybody still hears. Um So yeah, that that was something I just wanted to point out cuz again, it's just like it was just like weird shit on a regular basis. If you follow her and stuff, and again, like talented wrestler, trains her ass off. I give her all the credit in the world. But uh, yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I guess I lagged or some shit. But uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of that dumb shit that goes on. Um, speaking of uh, dumb chicks, um, Session Moth is out of TOD. Schlack is in. Big fucking plus. Uh, Schlack just had, like, a brutal fucking injury. Um, he cut, like, his fucking temple. I don't even know how you fucking don't bleed out from that. Like, I, I feel like you're not allowed to get cut there. Motherfucker got cut on some real shit there. Shit is, like, fucking, like, buck fifty shit, like, like a fucking giant wound on the side of his fucking face. He's got stitches all the way down his face. He just worked, I think, uh, H2O or some shit with a fucking bandage, like, and the blood coming through the fucking bandage, which, hey, probably not the safest decision. Again, safety is his number two priority. So, um, uh, but yeah, like, uh, yeah, um, but yeah, like his safety is his number two priority, all that shit. But, uh, holy fuck, man, like that, that's crazy shit. I, I don't know if I've ever seen a face wound in, in deathmatch wrestling quite like that. Um, 20 plus stitches. Yeah. Insane. It, it goes all the way down his face and I'm looking like that's gotta be his temple. And I realized like he's got a giant fucking head. I didn't know that before just by like looks, but I was like trying to look at the amount of space between his eye and his ear. And there's a lot of fucking space there, but he's still cut like right over by his fucking, uh, his, his fucking temple there. Like that's show. Fuck man. I'm so glad that guy's all right because that is a bad fucking spot. Uh, he said he took a bump through a fucking light tube wine rack. Um, you can do the math on that. You know, the, where the wine bottles go, you put light tubes. Took a bump through that shit. And um, when he sat up, one of the busted light tubes just fucking cut that shit open. And uh, all under his eye just filled up with blood. It was all just internal bleeding. There was no real, like, impact. It looked like someone fucking hit him. But it was just fucking internal bleeding and shit. Just fucked his shit up bad. Um, so, yeah, like, I'm glad he's all right. But, yeah, going right forward to Tournament of Death on Saturday. So, he's a crazy, crazy motherfucker, man. Uh, definitely one of my favorite guys to watch. Um, just fucking insane. Yeah, um... So that's that. Uh, so I, I had posted, um, fuck, I, I don't remember the lineup. It's like Schlack, um, John Wayne Murdoch, uh, Big Joe, I don't know who that is, uh, Casanova, 
Connor Claxton, um, Jimmy Lloyd, you know, the, the guy who was wearing the CCW, his pussy shirt. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's in it. Um, Dan O'Hare and um, missing somebody. Uh, Chondo. That's why I'm missing him. I uh, wasn't missing him. Um, so, yeah, Chondo. Uh, so that's that's your eight guys right there. Non-tournament match between Tremont and um, um, Manser. So that'll be good. Um, so I had posted, you know, um, everybody is happy that fucking uh, Slack is in and nobody is upset that Session Moth is out. Except for, like, that Ethan kid because he's a fucking weirdo. Again, another one of these, like, used gear buying weirdos, like, fucking weirdos um so uh he he's upset uh i guess session moth got signed by the wwe again i don't know how like she's built terribly like fucking terribly i i don't know what the fuck kind of shit she signed for i don't know if they need like new concession people or what the fucking deal is but her gimmick is like twerking on people and not being in shape like and acting drunk she's like the female joey janela I don't understand why the fuck she signed, but if that's the deal, she signed. Okay. Um, so, uh, oh, NXT UK. Um, okay. For whatever that's worth. Um, I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, so I just posted that, like, you know, no one's upset that she's not in. Everyone's happy to schlack's in. You see how that works? Because, again, like, CCW just ignores what fans want and just goes, we're trying something different. Don't worry about it. Like, we're just not like everyone else. Like, yeah, you suck. Everybody else is fucking trying, and you're not. Like, that's the difference. Um, So, uh, so yeah, um, I, I posted that. Kirby Mac pops up on my fucking post, and I'm all, I'm all set on Kirby Mac. Kirby Mac, like, um... Anyone who doesn't know who the fuck that is, which is going to be, like, mostly everybody. Um, it was Kirby and uh, fucking Kendall, fucking uh, Kevin. Uh, I don't remember his fucking brother's name. But they were, like, twins or some shit. And uh, they were they were trained by the Hardy Boys. Uh, they were Team Maction. And uh, they were in fucking CZW for, like, a hot minute. Pretty decent tag team. Um, and um, he, he would just kind of, he's just one of those like laying the cut on your fucking Facebook guys. Um, I posted a meme like not that long ago about that type of motherfucker. It's like, you're just like lurking and like watching like a, like a rapist in a van. You know what I mean? Like you're not really trying to be friends or interact with me or anything like that. And, I, and again, it's just. It's just Facebook. It's just interacting with people. It's it's not like you're actually friends, but like if you're just gonna be there just to be there, like get the fuck out of here. Um or be one of these screenshotting motherfuckers to run tell that every time you, you found something you could tell someone. But anyway, um so he just kinda like lurks and shit and every once in a while he'll pop up and just like be a dickhead on one of my posts. So he just posted like uh I don't even understand what you or, or I don't know what you just said, but I understood or he put I understood every word. 
I was like, get the fuck. And I, so I just told him that, you know, I, I just said, uh, I, I'm not sure why your gimmick is to randomly show up on my post and be a dickhead. Uh, go play with your fucking friends. And I fucking deleted him off my thing. So now I could be all done with him. Like Kirby, I'm sure like he's the funniest guy that wears his shoes. Well, maybe unless his brother wears his shoes and he's funnier. Uh, he's like the funniest guy with his cell phone. You know what I mean? But no one else thinks you're fucking funny. I've never seen anything you posted online that made me think like, man, Kirby sure is a funny guy. I'm fucking glad he showed up. It's just, I, I've just fucking had it with a lot of society and the way these motherfuckers act and their, their, their impression of what comedy is. And, um, the sensitivity and just, just all of it. It's just so fucking irritating. So irritating across the board. Um, Oh, where I was going with that thing with the, um, um, Mox thing. So the money and all that, what he's paying or uh, what he's charging. So it started like a thing and Eddie Blackwater popped up on it and said, I guess he's done with CZW. Like no one's going to notice he's done with CZW because he's, no one gives a fuck. Unless you're just like a diehard Dojo Wars fan. You're like, where did the Dojo Wars guy go with the th- fucking cosplay shit on? But uh, they made a guy like a wired champion for a half a second and whatever for no fucking reason. And um, he posted something on there like $50, whatever. I never got paid while I was working at CZW if they even had a match, uh, a match for me or something. Which I was just like, oh. This fucking guy never got paid. So they, they crowned a fucking wired champion that they never even fucking paid this guy. So that's, that's kind of what I, I've been saying all along. Like when the show looks like fucking Dojo Wars, it's because it's free talent. It, it, well, I, talent's a loose term, but it's just, uh, I got a network problem again. So people will pop in, pop out. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, it's like it's free talent and I'm using talent loosely. It's just your students are going to be on your main show. And if it works, it works and you're getting it for fucking free. So is it worth booking some guy from New York or to drive from here this or that, or to fucking students that are just willing to be on the show to be on the show? So that but it just came as a crazy surprise to me that he would just put out there. Like, yeah, I never got paid there. Oh, fuck. Well, there's that. Um all right. Um, another thing I wanted to get into is uh, the Ultimate Warrior's wife posted some shit, and uh, she she went on there with the face paint, the Warrior face paint, and posted something for Pride Month. A lot of people bug the fuck out, like bug the fuck out, lost their shit. How dare she? Her husband was not about that shit. Her husband said a lot of homophobic stuff. Her husband said a lot of this. Her husband said a lot of that. How dare she take this fucking stance? It's fucking bullshit. Like, really mad. And I have an issue with that. Because it's like this. While I'll agree with you, man. Like, Warrior wasn't down with that shit. He was super Republican. Not down for any of that type of shit. And um, he was not going to be supportive of Pride Month at all. But if she is. What what's the problem? Even if it's not genuine, would you rather her be outwardly hateful 
or putting up an image of support. I mean, I, I don't see what the problem is if you're putting up an image of support. Even if you think it's hollow, if every fucking buddy out there is in agreement of support, I, I would take that any fucking day over outward hate. I mean, so I, I don't get it. I don't get the outrage, anything like that. And, yo, look, if you if you had a woman who was married to a clan member and then he died and she started fucking uh, supporting, uh, you know, multiracial causes and stuff like that, the one person that should be the most offended about the whole shit is fucking dead-ass warrior, dead-ass fucking clan member because the wife just turned fucking heel on what he was all about. And she's supporting gay pride. So what the fuck is she doing wrong? Again, even if you don't buy into it, her statements aren't that of hate. You know? Unless you got a video of her fucking standing up there being like wearing the warrior paint going, yeah, I'm all for pride month. And then the fucking, she thinks the camera's off and she says some old wild hateful shit. Then I see you go like, yo, bitch, stop fronting. What the fuck is your deal? You know what I mean? But if her outward message is, I support this and this, Dude, who gives a fuck what her husband's about? She's not fucking riding with him right now because she's supporting shit that he wouldn't be supporting. So that seems to be the reason why you're mad, but I think it's the reason why you shouldn't be mad, honestly. Yeah, she's not going to be like your number one fucking leader in, uh, you know, um, gay rights movements or this and that. But even if she half plays like she's on the team, what's the problem? You know, I, I... if anything, she's turning on him, not the LGBTAYZ community. Um, they keep adding letters, man. I can't, I'm not going to be able to remember this shit. It's like a crazy-ass password. I have a hard enough time remembering, like, all the passwords on my different accounts and shit like that. Like, if I don't have, like, auto-sign-in on shit, like, and I, and I sign up for, like, fucking uh, Dollar Shave Club and then, then I want to like cancel my subscription and I got to remember my fucking password. Like I, I, I can't fucking like, I got to oh fuck. Let me try this. I mean, oh, invalid, invalid, invalid. And I got like, I oh, forgot my password. Send me an email and shit. So that when you guys are going to keep adding letters to this fucking thing, like don't get angry when I don't know your fucking letters. Cause I, 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 just, I don't know what to tell you. Like it, it's becoming like straight is going to be one of the letters like S is in there. And I, I don't, I don't know. Um, why don't we just go with people and just be all inclusive, like for real, like all inclusive, like, because when you create a separate group and then we have to act a certain way towards a separate group, then, then we're not really all the same. We're not really all inclusive. It's crazy. Um, so that's that. Um, rest in peace to Trent Acid. Um, um, nine years. It's been nine years. Um, I named the show in tribute to Trent Acid. Um, because he was one of my favorite wrestlers and a guy who I had become close with through a fan to wrestler relationship. One of the greatest of all time, straight up, uh, definitely the greatest talent who never made it, um, to his own, to his own fault. You know what I mean? Um, if he was still around now, he'd be making millions of fucking dollars doing what he was doing. He was incredible. Um, he, he did so much well. Um, it's making me sick. Because I'm seeing a lot of these fucking pages and these posts um, and uh, different wrestling pages that are, that are putting out there 
you know, rest in peace, Trent, nine years, this and that. And a lot of people would like bullshit fucking jokes or this and that. Or even the other people would be going, who? Who the fuck is that? These are the motherfuckers why I'm not a fucking wrestling fan anymore. I'm not with you motherfuckers. This is a new generation of little fucking just bitches that are out there trying to blow these new fucking wrestlers. I'm not running around fucking yelling a fucking 19-year-old's name. This isn't my fucking deal. This isn't my thing anymore. You know, the same way I was, why I was a fucking, I was a fan in my early 20s and shit. These early 20s motherfuckers are running around screaming about other people and shit. And the thing is, is, you know, my, my fandom existed in the time where fucking Trent Acid was the fucking guy, you know? So, so when you don't even know who the fuck that is and you claim to be a wrestling fan, maybe you should go back and you watch those old fucking tapes. The people who were riding the dick of every time a homicide versus Teddy Hart match comes up, understand that homicide versus Trent Acid was the fucking feud before there was a Teddy Hart. Homicide Teddy Hart was a feud because Homicide beat the shit out of Teddy Hart, and that shit became cool. Homicide Trent Acid was a fucking tit-for-tat, back-and-forth fucking feud. You watch their series of fucking matches that they had. It's fucking incredible. Their time goes back to Jersey All-Pro, and and um, Homicide busting Trent's head with a fucking VCR. And and the, the type of shit that they went back-and-forth with, and... um. Uh, just, just incredible fucking matches. You go back and watch that, and, and watch, watch those different things. You know, and uh, you really got to go back and see the, the things that he put together. I really wish there was more best ofs, more remastered stuff. Um, it's a shame, like his family really isn't on board with a lot of that stuff, and I think that's part of the reason why why these stuff hasn't really been reproduced and and uh, put out there in big packages. Um, I'm most surprised that like RF hasn't put some shit out because he doesn't have any fucking morals or anything like that. So I would think like he would just fucking do it anyway. Um, but yeah, like Trent Acid was just such an amazing talent in the ring. Uh, his, his ability to fucking work the crowd. He could fucking pull you in. He could, he could fucking make you hate him suck you back in, make you clap for him and make fun of you for clapping for him because he was a bad guy. Like he was just fucking amazing. Just absolutely incredible. Facebook lives acting weird tonight. Uh, A lot of popping on, popping off type deal. I don't know why that is, but it's coming back. So it's good. All the shit's uh, flowing through the, uh, the fucking, um, blog talk anyway. So it's all good. But again, uh, rest in peace to Trent acid. The show will always be named in tribute of uh his legacy and everything he put together out there in the ring i you know i I think the best i could even do is to keep his name alive uh joe bailey asked me the same thing when his when uh, jc died he said just please just keep my son's name alive that's all he asked so um yeah yeah every every the facebook thing is is freezing for everybody because it popping up on my screen that I have a network connection and then everyone goes away and then everyone comes back. But, um, but yeah. And, and I think it's very important for everybody to just keep his name alive. Keep telling motherfuckers about the Trent acid matches used to watch the backseat boys. One of the greatest tag teams in fucking indie wrestling period. Um, you know, and again, like uh, everything was different back then. 
You know, they could come out there, play the pretty boy gimmicks and this and that, and the type of homophobic stuff that they would yell at these guys. And Johnny being a guy who was gay and wasn't even out of the closet yet. And they'd just take that shit in stride and fucking heal it up and this and that. They'd come out there. Man, I remember they fucking, they they did their dollar bill gimmick. You know, the girls would stick dollar bills in their pants on the way out. They made all sorts of fucking extra money on the way to the ring. Um, So then, like, the fans that were, the dudes that were healing it up, you know, uh, heel reacting to them or bashing them or, or uh, whatever, were, were fucking throwing change at them. And they would say some shit like, you throw one more piece of change and we're leaving. And you just knew to fucking, I'm in the front row, duck your fucking head. Because these fucking pennies were coming like bullets from the other side of the fucking ring. Just fucking, you, you'd hear them like, like coming through the fucking ring. Um, but yeah, like Trent and Johnny are 100% the reason why I got into indie wrestling to begin with, there would be no Yakuza kick radio without Trent. Um, uh, just a quick recap. Everybody knows the story that listened to me a long time, but, um, but I started doing Yakuza kick radio based off of, uh, Eric Williams was doing, um, the the golden cravat and he was going to have Trent acid on. And, uh, he, I had done a few other interviews and I was talking to him about those interviews and saying, yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of this guy and that guy. And, you know, keep doing what you're doing, whatever. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to have Trent on. And Trent wants to have some people call in. And I'm like, I'd fucking love to, because, you know, I've known Trent for a long time. And, um, and, you know, I, I, I've talked to him after every fucking show. Like he was the type of dude that like you would show up and, You'd fucking, you'd see him before the show. You'd be hanging out, bullshit and this and that. He'd fucking give you the whole bullshit about what was about to go down. He's like, yeah, they got me working such and such tonight, you know, fucking doing this and that, fucking. Or he'd be like, yo, wait till you see what we got planned tonight. Like, shit was dope. And then, uh, fucking after the show, he'd be like, yo, what'd you think? And this and that. Um, I remember telling him, uh, there was a point where they, they did that crossover for the Iron Man title and they turned it into like the, um, it was still the Iron Man title, but they made it a wrestling title. And they did, like, uh, I think it was, like, CZW Redefined or some shit like that. And uh, he came out, like, fucking four times in the show. Uh, I think he won he, he, he won the title, I think, that night. But he had, like, fucking, like, two or three promo segments, like, an interference. The motherfucker worked, like, two matches that night. Like, it was fucking crazy because I think he had the tag belts and the other belts. Um, and, uh, he fucking, so then I saw him at, I think it was a Donnie B show or something like soon after I was like, dude, man, if they push you any harder, you'd be in a fucking wheelchair. And he's like, Oh, is that a bad thing, man? Come on. Fucking (laughs) Johnny's like, Oh, I love you guys, whatever. But, uh, but yeah, like it was just so fucking cool. Like the, the relationship you had talking to this guy every show, he was such a down to earth dude and such a tremendously talented fucking guy. So I, I just really fucking recommend everybody who doesn't know who the fuck Trent Acid is or maybe forgot how good he was. Go back, watch those fucking Homicide Trent matches. Go back, watch those Backseat Hate Club matches. Go back, watch those ruckus fucking Trent matches. Um, uh, fucking... It's endless. It's absolutely fucking endless. The best of the best tournament was built around fucking Trent Acid. For anyone who tells you DJ invented wrestling or he made wrestling more relevant in CZW, tell him to suck your dick. Because Trent Acid made fucking wrestling relevant in CZW from the fucking start. 
They built that tournament around him. The only way they, they gave winger the first tournament as pretty much an apology because Rick Blade broke his face and they still worked a big angle where Johnny and Trent were fighting and they had Johnny like come back in wingers mask to fuck Trent out of the tournament. So like, that's the only reason why like the ace of that fucking tournament didn't, um, yeah. Um, that's, that's the only reason why the ace of that fucking tournament didn't win it because they ran that angle, you know? Um, yeah, like, and then the next tournament he won, you know? So it was like, the best of the best was Trent acid. And and then he was the measuring stick of CZW and they brought in all sorts of guys to wrestle that guy. You know, so no question in his fucking town. It's absolutely tragic how, how young he, he, he left the earth, but, uh, just fucking keep his name alive. Go back and watch some of that shit, man. Cause if you haven't seen it, you're missing the fuck out. Okay. Um, now on a less respectful note, low life, Louie. I like low. Louie's a good guy. Louie's a nice guy. He's always been really nice. Um, this, this dildo shit is out of fucking control. It's been out of fucking control. He thinks the shit's funny. It is what it is. Whatever. It is for some people. It's not for some people. I'm one of those people. It's not. It's never been for me. I'm, I don't think it's cute to fucking run around sticking dildos in each other's mouth and imagine this and that. This past week, he crossed the fucking line, in my opinion, straight up. You can go back, you can watch the clips. They had a match. I think it was him and Connor Claxton or some shit. And he had his son, who I think is 15 years old. He gets involved, and Connor sticks the double-ended dildo in fucking him and fucking his son, in his son's mouth. So they're out here fucking Lady in the Tramp in a fucking dildo. Him and his fucking kid are Lady in the Tramp in a fucking dildo. Come on, man. I, this shit is... You should be fucking arrested. Like, that shit's not cool. Not only is that some shit that, like, I don't like, that shit, sh- that's not, that, that can't be fucking legal. And not like, oh, you guys are such outlaws, you're doing crazy illegal shit. Like, no, like, sick fucking weirdo, motherfucker should be arrested type shit. Like, that shit, shit's not cool. And then I posted on the shit, because that one weirdo, fucking uh, Joe Beelzler or whatever the fuck, he's one of those dudes that, like, Somebody will be like, hey, I don't like uh, the way that that went. They'll be like, oh, fucking fight. You ain't fighting shit, you dirty motherfucker. So he, he had posted some shit. That was the best dildo and sexual mayhem match I've ever seen. And, and, I, and I said, like, how many fucking dildo sexual mayhem matches have you fucking watched to be like, this is top in your fucking list? And he's like, oh, being friends with Louie, it's da 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 da. So then, like, one of the next comments is Louie's wife. She chimes in. I just want to let you know, as a mother of the child and the wife of Louie, I was right there and enjoying uh, a father and son uh, having um, having a fucking uh, Nina started a war. Uh, you know, Nina uh, fucking. I don't know, but, um, uh, sometimes the the chat thing just fucking, uh, distracts me. Sometimes it works really well. It gives me shit. Sometimes it distracts me. So, uh, she, she posted, yeah, like, yeah, I was enjoying a father and son bonding and enjoying each other's company and this and that. And 
that doesn't change a motherfucking thing. If you were down with it, you should be arrested too. I mean, seriously, like a 15 year old fucking boy is like got a dildo in his mouth with his father on the other end of it. Like, tell me how that shit is okay. Like, like again, the, the realms of this wrestling shit has blurred a lot of lines of fucking morality and the type of shit that's okay. Like, that shit isn't cool. That shit isn't cool to me at all. It's sick as fuck. And um, again, like I've been kind of weirded out, weirded out by a lot of Louis shit when he's like, um, yeah, I can't wait for my son to start bleeding in the ring like me, and he's gonna follow my footsteps and shit like that. And it's like, again, like if he wants to follow in your footsteps, cool. But like, can't wait for my son to be like bleeding and shit is like real fucking weird to me. It just comes off creepy as fuck. Um, you know, to each their own, but you know, I'm, I'm really, uh, I, I got a problem with it. I, I, I'm not good with it at all. Again, Louie's always been an absolute sweetheart to me. Um, you know, nothing, nothing against Louie's a person and shit like this, but like this act right here is completely over the fucking line. I, I'm not, I'm not down with it at all. And, um, yeah, w- what can I tell you? So that that's just my my thoughts on that. And, and again, a million one reasons why I want no fucking parts of, of wrestling. You know, th- there's some shit that actually throws that that real fight feeling, some like badass fucking beat the shit out of each other things. But um, a lot of it, you know, even in the deathmatch realm, it's become more of like a BDSM show where like motherfuckers are like kind of like chuckling through the the violence it doesn't come off as violence anymore it comes off as such like a you know a a wink and a fucking safe word fucking you know it it just it becomes like creepy it 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 gets to the point where it's just fucking weirdo shit and um i just i'm just not down with it again like there's there's a few few guys that are still doing the fucking thing that i signed up for the the wrestling that i still find very entertaining and then there's a lot of people just doing that weirdo, borderline fucking gay porn shit. And I, I, I'm not with it, man. I'm, I'm just not with it. Um, what the fuck else I got? Um, I think that's about it. I got, well, well, I got, I got to talk about the Warriors. Golden State Warriors are over. Um, the Raptors won the, uh, the fucking. Um, the finals with Kawhi over there killing it. Uh, Durant came back, blew out his fucking, uh, what, what the fuck did he blow out? Some kind of shit. Um, hamstring. It wasn't a hamstring. Something, um, but I don't know. he, he blew his shit out. He's gone for a year. Uh, Clay Thompson blew his shit out. Gone for a year. Um, the Warriors are done. Those guys were both on their way out the fucking door if they were staying. So now these guys are going to stay um, at the very least. I don't know what Clay's situation is. He might have been a free agent going into this year. So I don't know what that's going to do for him. But KD had the option to stay on board. So I think he's just going to take the fucking... Uh... Yeah, you're welcome anytime, Pierre. So I think KD is just going to take the fucking option that he has, get paid, sit on his ass for a year, heal up, and then he'll, I think then after that year, he'll enter free agency. So if he doesn't sign another deal, he he could fully enter free agency. And um, that, that's fucking out there. So that's, I mean, 
the big fucking squad there. You, you got Steph Curry, who's an absolute beast. I can't stand that motherfucker, but he's an absolute beast. Um, but that's it. You don't have a super team anymore. That's all done. So they're off the table for this next coming year. Any super squads coming up, man, this isn't a 70-win fucking team. The Warriors aren't pulling those numbers like that again. It's all over. It's all over. Again, those guys might be out of the door after their fucking injury. So it's not even like, oh, they're without their stars for a year. They might be without them forever. This might be the preview of what's to come. So unless they're able to get those guys off of their fucking payroll and then sign other big fucking names to compliment Curry, they're fucked. It's all over. Um, other, other side of things, LeBron just got some help. Anthony Davis just showed up in LA and they're not done. You you already know they're not done. They're going to get somebody else over there. They're going to get somebody else over there, whether it be Jimmy Butler. I've heard Kawhi Leonard, uh, Chris Paul may or may not be uh, available. I keep hearing like they're not able to pay another one of these top end guys. Maybe one of these guys takes a pay cut, restructures, docks down. I've seen it happen before. Um, so we'll see. But the Lake, the Lakers are going to be a fucking relevant team without question. Just LeBron and AD alone, straight up. So uh, get ready for that shit. Motherfucking haters are dying, dying on this motherfucking next year. Because all year they had a fucking field day. LeBron was by himself and they had a fucking field day burying him. Um, yeah, they'll find the fucking money. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's the LA thing right there. Um, so now I want to go over this, this story that, um, I I had posted a bunch about me looking for this cat. And, um, I want to give you this story because, uh, it's just fucking wild to me. It's been fucking like running my shit for like a fucking week now. And, uh, Actually, a couple weeks now, but I've only been able to really be involved for the past week. So this guy, like, you know, they have those, like, uh, town Facebook pages. So this one's called Lacey Chatter, because I live in Lacey Township. Um, And on the page, this dude keeps posting. He's like a 70-year-old dude, right? He keeps posting that he lost his cat. His cat got out. Um, Three-legged cat named Roscoe. Cat gets out. Um, he's bugging out. He's like, the last time he got out was two and a half years ago. He was out for exactly 20 days, X amount of hours, X amount of minutes. Like, dude's got the shit down to, like, how fucking rough that first trip was and shit, right? So he keeps posting, like, pictures. Like, he was this close today. He was that close today. He's posting pictures. He's got security cameras. He's posting pictures of raccoons, skunks, possums, all this shit that's coming up on his deck. Oh, today I seen this, this one, this one, that one, this one. So, and the dude lives about like eight to 10 blocks away from me. So my first thing is, yo, let me help you. Let me fucking help you. I've worked with cats for 18 fucking years. I know my fucking way around like this type of thing. And I have nothing to gain other than helping this guy and his cat. I'm not, I'm not trying to like get money from this dude. I'm not saying hire me or pay me X amount of money. I'm not trying to make a publicity thing about what I'm doing. Um, I just want to fucking help this guy. This guy seems helpless. He's fucking on there talking about he hasn't slept. And he's getting up all hours of the night trying to fucking do this. And he's trying to do that. Doesn't know what. And I'm like, fucking, please let me help you. He tells me shit like, I'll keep you in mind. Uh, I ordered another trap. It's coming Thursday. Meanwhile, it's Sunday. So it's like, you're going to wait till Thursday to so... 
I started to really get like a um like a bad vibe about this dude like he was um like doing this shit just for attention. He wasn't really about catching this cat. At some point he posted another, "Oh my god, you don't know. I'm so tired. I need him to be in." And I posted some shit like, "You really don't want him in cuz I was fed up." I said, "You really don't want him in. If you did, you wouldn't be turning away help." Uh, it doesn't make any sense for you to be turning away help if you legitimately want this guy in. Um, so then, then we got those fucking crazy ass storms and I'm just like this motherfucker, man. Like I, I never experienced storms like that before. Like the lightning was like, it was like a strobe light outside of my fucking house. So it wasn't taking like breaks in between. It was just fucking bolts. Like if, if you open the fucking like blinds, you would just see just massive amount of lightning hitting fucking everywhere. It was, it was the craziest shit. And a downpour was just like buckets coming down. Meanwhile, this guy's cat's outside. So I'm like fucking, I'm thinking about this guy's cat that I don't even know this fucking guy, but I'm thinking about the cat, you know? So finally, um, he was supposed to get this drop trap. Drop trap is kind of like, um, fucking Tom and Jerry or, uh, Sylvester and Tweety where, you know, you put the thing up on the stick, you put something under and then you pull it. It's like that, but it's like a cage. And then you put like a transfer cage up to it and, you know, the cat will go in there, lock that, take the cat, you're good. So... He was supposed to get that, and he's like, uh, well, the traps uh, is coming on Thursday, and I'll let you know. And again, there was like three, four days in between that and that. So I'm like, well, why the fuck would you wait to get the trap to even let me try to help you? Like, why, why not take the help first? So he finally, like, he gets to the point where he's annoying me. And I'm saying shit like that on every time he posts some, something on there. I'm like, yeah, he really doesn't like want to get the cat back in. He he posts some shit like, oh, that that was inappropriate, and uh, and I'm like, how's it inappropriate, man? It's the truth. So he fucking blocks me. I have two Facebook pages. I have one that's like my work page, and that's the one I like. I'll talk on there about you know, and then I have the Facebook page that all of you are on right now, um, which you know, I. I called like the Seahawks cunts and uh you know complain about DJ and all of that shit like I don't really need like the work people trying to understand what the fuck my problem is about just random entertainment bullshit you know what I mean so I try to keep the two separated it's not like a big crazy secret life on either side like anyone asks me about it, anyone knows me close enough knows all of the things you know what I mean it's just I just separate the two so um so on that one he blocks he blocks me I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, that's that's fucking weird. This guy is clearly just trying to get attention, and I'm bringing light to the fact that he's not fucking, he's not doing the thing that would get his cat back, you know. So, fucking, oh, what was it? Wednesday? I think it was Wednesday or Thursday. Suddenly, I get a private message from this dude on this Facebook, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this dude blocked me. Like, so now he's messaging my other Facebook because he blocked me on the fucking other Facebook. So, and he's like, hi, how would you, how would you propose to get my Roscoe back inside? I'm like, oh shit, you you want me to come over now? Like I'll fucking, I'll go walk over there right now. He's like, uh, he's like, how's tomorrow night after work or whatever? Is that good for you? I'm like, sure. Fucking. So I get all set. I go over there the next night. Hi, how you doing? You know, super nice guy. You know, he lets me in, shows me his other cats. Turns out he's got a lot of cats, um, indoor. Um, and, um, so now we walk around his yard and shit like that. And this is just like a fucking haven for wildlife. He's got like 
a neighbor with like a manicured yard, like right behind him on the one side of him, like five feet off of his fence line, which like there's breaks in the fence where like anything can go through. So like the corner fence is wide open. Um, but like five feet off of his fence line is like swamp. So like all these raccoons and possums and fucking skunks and shit like that have just like a thick wooded fucking home right there. If you cut through that woods along his fence line, like the house diagonal back to that is abandoned. It hasn't been occupied in two years. So now like the big fucking space underneath this house is wide open for anything to go hang out in there. So I noticed that shit. I'm like, man, shit could be going over here. Um, he's got a shed that's wide open. Shit could go in there. Uh, again, thick brush. He's got a deck that can go under there. Um, his house is like, there's enough like garbage and like junk around where like a lot of spaces for cats and whatever to hide in. Um, and then, uh, the neighbor on the other side has like a bunch of junk and stuff in their yard and a lot of opportunities for cats to hide in a van that hasn't moved in like two years in their driveway, shit like this. Right. So I check out the whole landscape and this and that, and I'm giving him in and out. And then I'm like, Oh, like I'm looking around his house and the crawl space under the house has like a board, like a door. And it's like fucking like, it's kind of like rotted, but it doesn't look like there's enough room for like an animal, like mice and shit, maybe squirrel, but not like a full fucking cat or a raccoon or any of that stuff. So I said, is there another entrance to like get under the house? Like if he, if he can get under there, he's like, yeah, potentially. So we go around the other side of the house wide the fuck open. So there's like a plastic, um, you know, like a curved, like dome kind of thing. But then like the corner panel is just gone from the fucking thing, just completely gone. So like pretty much like an animal door, like any animal could fit through the size of the hole in this thing. So I'm like, Oh fuck. So now, uh, he, he gives me a flashlight. I'm like, let me go down there. I go down there. This fucking guy, his heating ducts are shredded absolutely fucking shredded anyone wants to see pictures of this shit let me know i'll fucking send you pictures of this shit i got video and everything this fucking guy's heating vents are just like blowing fucking heat into his fucking underneath the house like raccoons must have got in there and just fucked his shit up like they must just be like pumping that heat up all winter like man it's still cold in here like yeah the underneath your house is toasty than a motherfucker because like animals shredded your underneath the house fucking heating ducts so I'm looking and looking and looking. There's a million places this cat could be. So I give up my search for the night. I go back there the next night. Now I get a fucking headlamp. And um, so I got that shit on. I'm fucking seeing like clear. I spent like fucking 40 minutes under this guy's house. Fucking I'm seeing like so much more duct work just like shredded under there. I'm looking in every little like soffit piece like where like the footing of the house meets the the beams there'll be like a little stretch where like the insulation is pulled down and anything can go in there. I shine the light. There's like fucking 35 of those spider crickets in there and shit, but no cat looking, 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 looking. And I'm just like, dude, you're under the house is fucked up. And like, I'm showing him video and he's like, Oh my God. And like, this dude seems really, really genuine. He, he just seems really nice. He's giving me like history. Like I got this surgery done for this cat and this done for that cat. He just seems like the type of guy that, like, he's going above and beyond for his cats. But, um, so then, so then, uh, I think it was that night. I want to say it was that night. Um, maybe that Saturday night, because I, I stayed there a while. 
So now I'm cutting through the woods to try to see if I can go over that way. And I suddenly I hear like it sounds like a cat snoring or an animal or something snoring. And I look over and like two feet away, there's this black and white cat with a whole fucking like the whole back shoulder area just like skin, just like fur is gone. And he's like fucking breathing like. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? And he gets up like gingerly and I pull out my phone to like quick record him so I could like ask the dude like, James, do you, do you know this cat? Like, is this one of your like ferals that you feed outside? Because he feeds a couple of ferals outside, feeds fucking raccoons and skunks and all shit. Um, and, and, uh, so as I, I start to record him and then I start to call him and now he just like gingerly walks away. So I try to like, like follow him and try to like see if maybe I could grab him and shit, but I don't like have a towel or anything on me. So I'm thinking like, you know, let me see if I can get closer to him, maybe touch him and, you know, maybe scoop him up. And he just like disappears into the brush. He's gone. Um, Jesus. Um, so then, uh, I'm like, fuck. So now I report back to him. I show him the fucking video. He's like, Oh, I don't know. I think I've seen that guy once. And then I show his wife and she's like, I, th- I think I've seen him once too. So now he's like, if we can get that cat, I don't even know the cat, but I'll run him down to the emergency bed. I'll pay for whatever needs to be done and I'll take care of the cat. So again, I'm getting this like really genuine feeling from this dude. So that's that. Uh, he feeds this fucking cat. Roscoe and the others at like 4:35 in the morning. Now Sunday's my only day off. Sunday's Father's Day, all that shit. But I'm I'm fucking dedicated. You know, you get me on board for this shit. I'm I'm down for the fucking cause. I set my fucking alarm. I get up at 3:45 in the fucking morning. I went to bed at like fucking midnight. So now I'm up 3:45 in the morning. I'm over his house by 4:30 in the fucking morning. I see his cat for like fucking 20 seconds boom gone he's fucking gone into the brush uh five o'clock in the morning i'm under his fucking house holding the string of a drop trap waiting for this fucking cat to come in we got sardines in there got the shit set i'm sitting there with the fucking rope just waiting and waiting waiting nothing sit there for fucking two hours so fucking again father's day come home fucking eat breakfast after you know all of that um fucking sleep on and off throughout the day i'm all just fucking annoyed about the whole thing because i woke up at this time i got no success going and now he starts to give me these like yeah um i just got to get him back to his routine his routine's all off now because all the commotion and this and that so i'm like oh what the fuck all right so now yesterday i hit him up and i'm like yeah, and he signs a Roscoe and this and that, and he's giving me updates. He came this morning. I'm feeding him ham every fucking hour on the hour. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why would you do that? Like, you can't trap a cat if you keep them fed. Like, you got to get them hungry to lure them into the fucking trap with the food if you're going to get them fucking trapped. It's, it's like, I, I don't know if it's complete common sense. I mean, it's common sense for me because I know what fuck I'm talking about, but like, it's unbelievable that like he's he's just feeding the cat outside of the trap when he's trying to trap the cat or at least supposedly trying to trap the cat. So then like I fucking get my ACO on board like she doesn't they don't service this town the the place I work but she's a fucking she's amazing she's the best animal control officer on the fucking planet and um so I get her on board with it last night I get her to drive out here from where the fuck she's at I get out of the gym. 
I'm like, yeah, meet me out here and shit. And she's like, all right. I fucking text him. Hey, I'm on my way over. Uh, I got my ACO with me. She could, you know, look around real quick, give you a couple tips. This is not as raining and everything. We're just like, fuck it, you know. He's like, uh, tonight might not be a good night. Uh, my wife just went to bed. I think she has pneumonia again. And, like, I saw her the day before, and she looked completely fine. She was talking to me fucking crazy. So I'm like, what the fuck, man? So we, I'm like, Maria's here. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, I'm not just going to tell her, like, okay, yeah, fuck off. He's, uh, yeah, I don't want to completely waste your time. So I said, look. Let's go over there. I'll show you the abandoned house that's right around the corner. He's being a little fucking weird, so I don't want to, like, pull up to his house anyway. So let's just go around the corner. I'll, I'll show you, like, because I can point from where the abandoned house is to, like, right through that woods is where his backyard is. The back of that shed right there is where I saw the black and white cat. You see the gully under here. This is where all the cats can go, this and that. We go around back at his fucking house. There is a pile, like a half a bag of fucking dry food, just, like, mounded up, like, like the fucking Wiley Coyotes trying to catch the Roadrunner and shit, like a mound of fucking dry food. And uh, I messaged him, or he messaged me back again after we leave there, and he's like, yeah, I tried to leave food out for the black and white cat. I sat out there behind the house for a while, and I'm like, wait. So you put dry food out not at your house, at the other house, to attract the cat that you clearly can't trap because it's not in a trap. It's just out there. So you're just openly feeding this cat away from your house and potentially your cat that you're trying to fucking trap, you're feeding away from your fucking house. You're claiming to want to trap your fucking cat, but you're leaving food out around the fucking corner. So like some assholes with their inside outside cats will we'll come into the shelter missing their cat, and they'll be like, oh, I don't know, you know, maybe he wandered away, uh, I don't know, maybe someone's feeding him on the next street or something like that, these assholes will tell you, because they don't know how to keep their fucking cat in, they think it's great, and, uh, he, this situation, you're fucking feeding the cat on the next block, not like someone else might be feeding it, you're feeding this fucking cat somewhere else, what kind of shit is this, so I'm like, just baffled, like, how the fuck? So then this morning he's fucking messaging me. Yeah, Roscoe's eating ham again. I'm feeding him ham every hour on the hour. I'm going out there with lunch meat. And I'm like, and then he's sending me pictures and it's nowhere near the trap. I'm like, so you're just, you have to fucking feed the cat under the trap if you want to trap the cat. I, I, what the fuck are you doing? So now, like, he's just wasting my time. He's just, now at this point, like, I'm trying to, like, coerce him to trap this black and white cat. To attempt to trap this black and white cat. And hopefully in the process of that, if he does go to trap the black and white cat, he'll get his cat too. Because he's going against the grain on everything else. He, he's prolonging the entire fucking thing. Like I said, I laid under this fucking guy's house at 5 in the morning on my only day off. For two fucking hours where this asshole is going to go out every fucking hour giving this guy lunch meat fucking two days later. Like, you have no way of catching him. You, There's not a possible way that you're going to fucking catch him. He said the one time the cat got close enough where he could touch him, he tried to grab him and he fucking flipped out. Because a lot of times, like, if these cats who aren't used to being out go out and then you try to grab them, they act like, no, 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 I'm fucking born free now. I'm a, I'm a new cat. Like, 
to act like they don't know you and shit. You get it back in the house and then they're fucking rolling around on the floor. Super sweet. But he just doesn't want to listen. He's set in his fucking ways. He's completely fucking stubborn. Acts like a super, super nice guy. But then you tell him, like, this is what we need to do, this and that. And then he just heads in the other direction. So it's it's got me, like, beyond frustrated. I'm pretty much cutting ties with the situation. Uh, I'm I'm going to continue to just do, like, as much as I can do. But I'm not putting myself out like that again. Like, it's fucking ridiculous that I woke up at that time. For this fucking guy who's going to go so far out of the realms of even trying to do the right fucking thing. And at this point, like, my ACO's all riled up now. She's like, I wanna, I'll want i go over there and I'll tell him, like, you're the reason the cat's still out. <laughs> like, she, like, she'll go get in his ass. And uh, so I'm just like, hold off on that for a day or so or whatever. But she's going to wind up just going to get in his ass. But it is what it is because we're just trying to fucking help. And, um, again... She's not even contracted to it, so she's like on her free time, she would come the fuck over here in between doing shit in the town she's contracted in and try to fucking help just to help. This is the type of shit, you know, dedicated cat people will do because it's not about the money. It's not about anything. It's it's about the fucking, it's about the cat. So I just wanted to share my fucking story of frustration about the whole situation because uh, the, the, this shit is crazy to me. Um on uh another cat related happy note um my um uh one of my one of my longtime veteran cats oreo uh he just went home yesterday and um he was he was at the shelter for ten years ten motherfucking years um i i've prided myself on keeping cats around keeping cats alive despite the fact that look right now we're good we've been good for a couple of years uh we've had a lot of space in the shelter but i can't say that we've been good for 10 years so amongst a lot of the times that maybe we weren't good and space was running out and euthanasia did happen i had to scratch and claw and fight and and stick up for cats and try to get cats out of the out of the way of those things when when those things weren't necessary uh, Oreo stayed in my roaming area and in the roaming area, there's a certain limit of the amount of cats you could put out there. So Oreo, there was no real issue for him to live out there because, um, even though like I have 25 spots in roaming, I don't necessarily have 25 cats to put in roaming. We'll have full cages, but that doesn't mean the cages directly applies to the roaming area because if a cat doesn't like other cats, roaming's not going to be good for them surrounded by other cats as well as um, a, a very, very shy cat um, won't do so well in roaming and won't show himself. Now, Oreo's a shy cat, but Oreo did very, very well with the other cats and was happiest out there with them. Um, he would show himself a lot more to me, but every time a new person would come in, which is every single person who would come to see cats, was a new person. So everyone he, he met was like, no, fuck that. He'd go up in the loft and be like, let me know when they leave. Like, I'm I'm fucking set. Um, his big thing was treats. So if you went in there with treats, he'd fucking, he'd come up like, yeah, I'm fucking, I'm your best friend and shit. And like, man, you was just running for me earlier today. But like treats would just bring him out of his fucking shell. But he wouldn't, he'd play that role with the, with new people. Like, oh, no, nah, I don't, I don't need that shit. So, um. But yeah, like I said, uh, he went home after 10 fucking years and I don't, I don't give up on my cats. You know, people will be like, Oh, he, you know, he's been here that long. Like he's never going to get a home. Uh, he, 
he's not adoptable. He's he's been here this long, or he's shy, or he's this, or he's that. Whatever the case is, I've I have all these different cats that are aggressive, and some are straight up coming at me, and I fucking do everything I can, and I tame them, and I do the fucking work, and these cats wind up in homes, and it's because I don't fucking give up on them. And shelters across the fucking country. I know shelters in our state. Shelters fucking very, very close. Shelters in our county. Shelters right up the fucking road. Shelters here. Shelters all over the fucking place aren't doing the fucking work. They're shipping off the friendly cats to fucking rescues. They're euthanizing the fucking cats that are scared, calling them feral. And cutting fucking ties. And their day is easier because of what their decisions are. I fucking fight for every one of my fucking cats. And it might sound fucking crazy to all these wrestling fans out there, but I tell my fucking cats that I'll fucking protect them. I'll protect you. Don't you fucking worry about it. You can let down your fucking guard. You can trust people again because I got your fucking back and I'm battered in every motherfucker in here. And these cats fucking connect with me. I create a bond with these cats and next thing you know, they, they trust the world because they trusted me. You know what I mean? This is what I do. This is what I fucking pride myself in. I'm not a gimmick. I'm not a fucking, this, this is real shit. This, this is what matters to me. That's why I, you guys can run around fingering each other's assholes and fucking sticking dildos in your kid's mouth and shit. And that, that's, that's your world. Yeah, I mean, that's not my passion isn't that. My passion is saving fucking lives. Yeah, being a, I know, again, it was, a, it was used in wrestling and everything, but the voice of the voiceless is a real fucking thing when it comes to animals because people need to stick up for them and, and they don't have a fucking choice. So many people are willing to just eliminate them, exterminate them, get rid of them, and their day goes on. Fucking animals dead, don't care, I'm still fucking moving. But this is this is what makes a fucking difference to me in my life, because without me, a lot of them are gone. They don't stand a fucking chance. The other people standing there looking at them aren't willing to give them a chance. And these are people right right in front of me. This isn't like my whole organization is on board with what I do. They get on board. But it's because I give the fucking cat a chance. I open that door for the cat that's closed. It's fucking painted shut. So um, I'm, I'm just like, again, I just wanted to share a little thing. Had a little extra time. Um, fucking shout out to um, Nuclear Heat Graphics. Uh, Shaheen has left the uh, Hot Tag Podcast. Um, so that is that. Um, he is starting a new show. Um, he's kicking around titles one of which is like uh shaheen forgets the muppets uh no ralph for you uh yeah but uh check out uh nuclear heat graphics he's doing his fucking thing he just did a tournament of death poster and uh the shit is bad as fuck this dude's uh absolutely killing it on the art and on the documentaries and on all of that kind of shit and um shout out to him uh, hopefully he'll be getting, uh, like a show going soon. I told him I'll fucking co-host any time with him. He needs me. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, check out, I got your five stars with my homie Jeremy doing his fucking thing. I don't think he's doing the other show anymore because that other dude who was pretending to have cancer was on that show. And obviously that puts a little bit of a fucking monkey wrench in the situation when someone is catfishing uh make a wish catfishing motherfuckers out there so uh shout out to jeremy doing what the fuck he's doing uh on i got you five stars and uh yeah i think that's about all i got um going to ac thursday night supposed to hit a comedy show a little light gambling another fucking wall burgers fucking outing banging ass burgers 
And, uh, yeah, man. Um, then I got fucking a savage race on Saturday. So, um, that's, that's, that's what it is there. So that's, that's the type of shit I'm doing. And, uh, yeah, I'll talk to you motherfuckers next week. Maybe. I, I mean, let's, let's hope I'm, I'm going to watch tournament of death whenever they put it out again. They don't do a live feed anymore, so I can't fucking watch it. Um, well, I got my race that day, so chances are I wouldn't be able to watch it anyway. But um, hopefully it's up Sunday or Monday or something. But, uh, yeah, so that, that that's about it. Um, I'll talk to you motherfuckers later. Peace. And uh, now i got to end this feed over here. I mean, it's not like the smoothest thing in the world doing the Facebook Live and the um, the the fucking uh, podcast thing. I don't know. D- d- shoot me your fucking opinions, too, guys, that listen to it on just the podcast form. L- let me know what you're feeling about this shit. Do you think that the Facebook Live makes it worse in any in any form? Do you think I would benefit from doing shows without it? Um, I do like it as a separate option. Um, I, I've gotten really into the amount of different people who pop in and pop out, had a little bit of difficulties with it tonight, but otherwise I do like it as somewhat of a chat room and another kind of a viewing venue for what I'm doing. Um, but if the people who have been religiously or, uh, and I don't know, that's kind of a crazy term who have been consistently listening to the podcast as a podcast, do you think it's hurt the show or slowed it down or changed it in a way that you would rather listen to just the podcast without me responding to people in here? Um, let me know. Cause I, I'm completely up for suggestions and I could do half and half where, you know, I do a show with it and a show without it. I've definitely toyed with that idea too, because if I get a bunch of people listening on Facebook live and then they get used to doing that and then I go up, just doing the podcast maybe now i got their fucking attention and they'll pop over to actually listen to the podcast because they know what i'm doing based off of their experience on facebook live so it's like a way to draw them in maybe and then maybe at some point you know i cut them off and they got to come over here listen to this so you, you just let me know guys you know lou russell um everybody out there who who's been uh consistent listeners and uh just just let me know what you feel man i'm all up for it and uh i'll talk to y'all motherfuckers later peace Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. Tired as rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. Well, what I make you good? Black cheese tell me tells me all the time to listen to what you gotta oh, say because you be blazing people, and I'm like, well, I gotta hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide. Oh,
Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth. Even when I lie. The Cusa Kiss Radio. Jesus! A sacred night to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something, the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no fools. 